Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Piece Podcast number 59. Thank you for tuning in. I thought I'd sneak an extra one in this week because this is England starts on Sunday or started on Sunday and continues uh, this Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I thought this had to be done. Thank you. I mean, I need to do some thanks. The um, the reaction to the our trans special with Jordan Gray, a.k.a. Tall Dark Friend, I mean, the reaction was overwhelming. That kind of just blew up beyond our thoughts and dreams. So thank you for everyone that shared that. And for all the specials recently, actually, we've had the drug special and the sex and death special, and we had the birthday special with my parents. Um, so yeah, it's been quite a special f- a few months, really. Uh, the Frank Carter one as well went down an absolute treat. And of course, last week we had Tom Davis, which went down a treat too. So thank you for tuning in. But before I get onto this week's episode properly, I should mention that you can head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com and support the fuck out of the podcast. Um, yeah, I've got t-shirts, I've got mugs. Um, it's kind of like while I'm off from touring and doing the podcast which is a free podcast, um, it's kind of one of my main sources of income. So help a brother out. SpeechDevelopmentRecords.com. Um, B. Dolan is in the middle of his tour right now. He kicked it off, um, what was it, Tuesday of, of this week in Birmingham? He's all over the place. He's coming to L- L- London soon. Um, so yeah, get involved in that. It's going to be amazing. He's killing it. He's a beast. Uh, you basically don't want to miss that. Head to bdolan.net to support the tour and get involved. He's going everywhere. Let me try and think off the top of my head. I've not got these in front of me. So he was going to Birmingham and then probably Manchester, Preston, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Bristol. He's having a day off in Nottingham. Um, I booked his hotels. Um, (laughs) Bristol, then uh, Cardiff, then... London, then Brighton, then Milton Keynes, and then he's off to Cork and Dublin. So a load of them are still available, so get involved. He's then going all around Europe, like Romania, everywhere, like insane places. Greece, he's got his first ever show in Greece. It's going to be amazing. So yeah, check that out at bdolan.net. This is meant to be an advert for speechrecords.com, goddammit. Um, his vinyl's available there too. This week's podcast, I mean, this was exciting for me because Andrew Shim. You may or may not know. A lot of people know him from This Is England. Now, I'm a massive film nerd, as people know from my film club. Um, and I've always had a top five films, and always in that top five. It's moved up and down. has been a room for Romeo Brass, or ever since I first saw it. Amazing film. Andrew Shim, was he played Romeo Brass in that. It was his first ever film. It was also the first film for Paddy Considine um, and many others. Um and it's amazing. It's genuinely just fantastic. So I've been a fan of him since watching him act as a 15-year-old. So that's... I mean, I probably didn't watch it at that exact time it came out, but still, it's been over 10 years I've been a fan. And then obviously This Is England, the film and then the series are absolutely amazing. So as this series was coming out, I was like, I need to get as many on as possible. Um, I'm going to be having Stephen Graham down the line hopefully Vicky McClure down the line um I'm speaking to everyone hopefully Shane Meadows down the line but Andrew just had to be the first because because Room for Romeo Brass is it's one of my favorite films of all time and I've already had Paddy on you see so yeah and it was a great chat he also trains in MMA with Dan Hardy who's a friend and a friend of the podcast so it was just a perfect mix and we sat down and chatted for ages and he was 
the loveliest guy, kind of exactly as he is in the films, just just a, a, a lovely down to earth Nottingham lad. Um, but yeah, it's a fascinating story. His 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 journey has been amazing, and it will be even better after this series. I guarantee you. So I hope you enjoy this. Stick around at the end. I'll uh, I'll come back and tell you some stuff. This is episode fifty nine with Andrew Shim. That's it, and we're recording. I'm going to move that like there. Yep. I'll have it at an angle so we can, I can look deep into each other's eyes as well <laughs> as we're talking. Um, I'm joined by Andrew Shim. How are you doing, man? Yeah, good, good. I've come I'm jo- joined by Scroobius Pip. Yeah, yeah, look at us. Um, I thank you for, uh, for making some time and that for me to come and, and have a chat up no, in, no, in, no. in Nottingham. It's, um, it's a pleasure. Like, like I tweeted earlier on, I, was, um, I had no, no, uh, no qualms about saying that, that I was extremely excited to be. That's dope. <laughs> to have a Scroobius Pip on the way up the M1C, mate. Yeah, yeah. See, so, yeah, I think my missus nice was probably a little bit more excited, which was <laughs> slightly pissing me off. <laughs> no, no. Still nice. That's still nice. I'll take any of that. That's, that's all good. Um, but yeah, so. How are you? Are you well? Yeah, like, have yeah, I taken yeah. you away from anything important? Are you meant to be doing anything? No, right no, now? no, not at all. Um, all, I, all I'd be doing now is um, well, I was training earlier on yeah. when uh, when I was on the phone to you. So just gym, yeah, and uh, I was doing a radio interview earlier on for BBC Radio Nottingham, um, and yeah, that's about it. Just spending time with a little one, um, amazing, and. Uh, yeah, my very I'm preparing for everything. Yeah. It's all kicking off right now, my lovely right? Lovely well, girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, let's let's start off with, with a bit of of Nottingham. You, you've lived in. I started like I I knew a lot about you anyway, and I thought I'll do some research. It turns out you, you're American. Yeah. Now you yeah. don't sound particularly American. No, but, no, um, not at all. I'm. Um, I was originally born in Miami. Yeah. Um, and uh, I moved over here when I was five. Um, my grandma. Uh, who was Jamaican and she lived in Nottingham. She brought me and my three sisters up because oh, wow. my mum passed away uh, when I was uh, d- just turned five. Oh right, um, and yeah, so my grandma, uh, bless her, she's passed. Her, she passed away this year. Oh wow, man, um, that's tough. No, no, yeah, it, it, it was a, a tough time, but bless her, the woman was a, was a saint. She really yeah. was. She um, she brought me and my three sisters up, and at, that's a at, very. A Jamaican thing yeah, to do, like to be to, to take in family and all that kind yeah, of thing. It's so it's, it's, for for an English family, that seems more extreme, or you'd be shocked as soon as you said, "Oh, my name was Jamaican." Like, well, yeah, of yeah, course you take, regular, ta- yeah, take you and your family, it, and this. especially that era, it was yeah. a common thing. Yeah, um, I guess it, that was it. There was a lot of people coming over to England and, and getting to different countries, and you'd kind of want as many of your your youngins as possible to, to grow up there rather than where it might not be as good that, at that point. Exactly. I mean, um, so many people say to me, you know, don't you miss America? It must have been hard coming over here and so on and so forth. Don't you re- do you regret it at all? I mean, look, the life I have now, there's, yeah. there's, it'd be, I'd be a fool to say that I regret coming yeah, over here yeah, because I wouldn't have... I won't be blessed with any of the things that I have now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I won't be sat here with you yeah. doing a d- doing this podcast and my daughter, my career. Yeah. I owe everything. This is why I always say 
I'd love to be able to get a chance to say it on a like a bigger scale. Yeah. Um, that you know, I, I owe everything to my grandma. Yeah. I really do. Like, she's she she was she was the one who provided everything for me, and I saw how she struggled to raise um, me and my three sisters with nothing. I mean, I used to yeah. cash her a pension for her every single week. Yeah. And I still to this day wonder how she managed to manage make it stretch that far and yeah, there's always food in the fridge not yeah. just on the stove you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, when yeah, she's yeah. cooking she's cooking for 10-15 people she's not just cook, you know, whip up a quick meal for four kids she, yeah. it, 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 she's cooking for a whole family for the family I mean? yeah, yeah, all my definitely. cousins coming around and uncles the house was such a such an amazing house to live in as were so many um, Caribbean Households, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah West Indian households back then, um, and s- still are now. It was just, it was an amazing way to grow up. I mean, it's it's testament to the everything that she kind of clearly, or the opportunities that she kept available to you. The fact that again, you'd think the way we ro- romanticise America, yeah, you think gr- growing up in America. There's your big opportunities there, everything's there, and then you're growing up in, in Nottingham. It's not somewhere you particularly think of as as an exactly, as, as a conduit yeah. to a, a film career, a TV yeah. career, and everything else. It's like, and you've and gone ev- from the place that it should have been easy to do that to the place it should be impossible, yeah. and you've got this amazing career and amazing. And this, know, this 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 what I find situation. amazing. So many people, so many actors rush to you know get a friggin. Um, you know, get a show reel together, get yeah. this done, get that done, and head off to America and spend, you know, do pilot season in yeah. LA and oh, it's all hideous, the rest of that. Man. It's freaking horrible. Cutthroat. Just yeah. talking to some people I know out there uh, when it's getting close to pilot season and it just seems like yeah, everyone's it, on the verge of a nervous breakdown because it's so, well, we've put everything we've got into this and they might just go, nah. Yeah, just yeah. on to the next one. Now. Exactly, and the thing is, like I say, so many people, so many actors think that's the direction that they need to go in. That's the holy grail, and it's not. You look at people like Vicky McClure, yeah, um, who are massive actors yeah. now, and have never gone down the American route, yeah. but are making an amazing career exactly where they are doing fantastic uh, TV. Yeah, there might be as uh, another zero le- left off on each paycheck. Yeah. But freaking hell, who can who can moan at what, still, what? There's still some zeros on there, here. mate. So yeah, 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 yeah completely. Definitely. And that's it. So, so I said, did you have any kind of acting um, learning as you were, were growing up? What was it? Were you at drama school? Were you... I mean, I couldn't I couldn't stand uh, drama when I was at school. Um, Again, like I, I mean, we'll get on to obviously room for Aromia Brass, but I had Paddy on um, a, a while back, yeah. and he was saying how him and Shane kind of connected because they both couldn't stand all that drama school shit and thought it was like they were yeah. kind of in a lot of the same places going what is all this yeah, this is, I, this is I, silly I think that's how Shane connects or connected um, with a lot of the actors that he's worked with yeah. a lot over the years yeah, like yeah, me yeah. and Thomas Turgus Joe Gilgan like yeah. he, he connected with us all in, in, in a very similar way we're all cut from a very similar piece of wood yeah Chipwood, yeah, <laughs> probably yeah, yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not any kind of oak, but, but um, that's it. I mean, that's kind of the the beauty of what I, I remember. Again, early on as a little f- of, of film nerd and, and getting into Shane's work and seeing that he's he tended to to find his characters rather than actors to play his characters. If you know what I mean, he'd, yeah, he'd, he'd try and find like the, 
you know, it wouldn't be exact, but you go, right, now, that character has now become... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, you... You know, Precisely, that's it. It's not, you know, rather than I need to find this or I need someone who can play this, it's like, right, let's let's mould it. Let's yeah, find the exactly. right person that I want to film. And Which is why um, you, he, he works like that because he needs people to be like that because of the way he works. He, he, you know, none of his, um, none of the finished articles or anything like the script was. Yeah, yeah. So he needs characters and actors who can shape and mould and help create the character themselves Contend, like I say he doesn't yeah. need an actor to play a character he no, needs a he needs character to find that character to put to, into his story exactly yeah and help him develop the character there's, yeah. there, there's several times several times where a, a, a scene uh, sorry a character on paper has been tiny and then it's like once you once you get on on set and you're working, you're laughing, you're joking and whatnot, going out for a few drinks here and there. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's like, because when when we're all out partying until four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, Shane's back at the hotel, right? It's still writing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then next thing you know, you come in the next day, you've got your call sheet from the day before. You're expecting to do scene A, B, and C. And then it's like, right, scrap that. Here's what we're doing. Yeah, I've wrote a completely I l- I different... Love it. You know, And now the whole ending of the film or series... Has changed so completely. different, yeah. And that's exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm learning a tiny am- amount of that. I, I mean, this will be coming out after the first episode of, of the new series of This Is England. Right. But, yeah, I announced uh, yesterday about this, this TV series I'm doing. And, again, I had my first... I a day on set and as far as I knew I was doing a, a one scene from episode 6 on Thursday yeah yeah I ended yeah. up I coming home on Saturday I've been done a, t- a scene from episode 6 and 3 from episode 7 I was like I don't even know I was in episode 7 yeah, yeah, like when yeah. I set out to go up there kind of thing so it's seeing that that's kind of the excitement of of TV yeah. really or, or film in general like when you've got those characters who are making it like that and that exciting and on the go yeah definitely it's that I mean, buzz I mean but I'd imagine it was scary as well the first time you're getting into this like when you're you're walking in there without experience yeah to be going you know you've kind of learnt your lines well forget that we're starting again yeah well, so the, how the, was that the, the, the funny thing is is that I um, because I suppose uh, uh and I refer back to uh, like Paddy and Vicky yeah. because we all started. Well, no, I'll, again, I, I guess I'll everyone have, was like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll it? have to um, count Paddy out on this. But me and Vicky, we were so young yeah. when we first worked with Shane that we kind of didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So, whereas actors nowadays and probably someone a bit older like Paddy was at the time, kind of are expecting to work in a very regimented way. We were just like like newborns. Yeah. So. We just learned that, that this is how it should be, and we just kind of like took to it like a duck to water. Yeah. So we weren't having to fight any other way of thinking. And that's beautiful, man. That's kind of it's beautiful that and uh, and uh, so yeah, if we're we're darting about as if everyone knows what we're talking about, it's a room for Romeo Brass was was pretty much your first yeah, your first sorry, thing, yeah. right? And I've said on here before, it's it's one of my favourite f- films of all time, and one of the beauties of it is it feels exactly like that. It didn't feel like actors are working to a script. It felt like people just doing what... It feels so natural and so real. Yeah, definitely. It It, it really was. I mean, that was... It was just such a crazy experience. Like I say, we didn't even know what we were... I didn't know what I was getting myself in for. Yeah. I didn't even know until probably like the week before we started shooting. We'd been through weeks of rehearsals and all the rest of it. I didn't even know it was a film. 
Yeah. I thought it was some something for TV. Yeah. Uh, and it might, you know, be one of these to be continued sort of programs. I was like, I was completely oblivious. Yeah, just jumping into until it. Until I opened the paper, like I picked up like just an old paper that someone left on a seat on a bus on my way back home from a rehearsal and saw it in the paper, just a tiny little clip of it. And I was like, flipping it, that's brilliant. I'm, I'm reading that. through it. And it, I saw the budget. And the budget was like one point something million or, or two point something million yeah. and I was like what the fuck <laughs> like I, and this is what we've been messing about with in yeah, that room yeah. for the last week well, figuring out straight away I started thinking I was only what well, I just turned 15 at the time I was straight Amazing. away started thinking I'm gonna buy myself like a Ferrari I'm gonna you know what I mean yeah. I was thinking my wage must be freaking huge because I'm number one on the call sheet here yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm thinking I'm gonna be. I well, must be coming Romeo, out with Romeo, right? Yeah, you know, I must be coming you. out with at least three hundred thousand out of this. <laughs> not not knowing at all what acting is really all yeah, about, and yeah. realise that that three hundred thousand you can knock a, a, a pretty big chunk off that. Yeah, and that little bit at the end is my bit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was just it's one amazing experience, and to work with someone like Paddy, uh, you know, and Paddy and I think it, everyone tends to talk about Dead Man's Shoes, and no doubt. That's an amazing film as yeah, well. Absolutely. Paddy's amazing at it. But his performance in Romeo Brass, I think everyone's oh, performance man. in Romeo Brass, it's as good as anything I've ever seen. Yeah. That character, um, just Mor- the... Morel. Yeah, Morel. The, the, I've never had... I've, I've never watched something where I've liked a character so much and then they've just flipped it. Yeah. In one scene, just flipped it just so dark and yeah, so yeah, yeah. amazingly. And, again, the realism, and I'm, I don't want to... Give any spoilers or anything, but I've never wanted a character to to get their just deserves yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. And I guess it's because it felt so real. It's not like he's. I mean, there's some darker things go on in this is England and things like Absolutely. that. There's some horrible people, but yeah. there's never been anyone because it felt so real and it was just so s- silly at points. Yeah. You're like, I hope he gets the yeah, shit kicked out absolutely. of him basically. And it, 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 and the way it does all tie together again is so real and so small in a way yeah. it's, you, you, you're, 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 you're waiting for this huge scene and it's actually quite a small scene that ties it all together and kind of goes yeah no that's that's that yeah, sort of it was, it was you know, wicked and, and when, you, when you watch it and you think to yourself you, you, you remember that this is all improvised you know what I mean and you have to, that's when you really realise that this guy is, is amazing at what yeah. he does I can uh, well obviously he's, he's made such a such an amazing success of his career yeah, of course and it's it's you know you can see it in that first thing that he ever did was which was Romeo Brass it's yeah. like for him to improvise that whole, everything that he did it was just fantastic and that's the way we've always worked yeah. is improvisation so, so how close did you all become there because it's quite a small cast and again a lot of you or pretty much all of you acting essentially for the first time yeah 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 so that must have been a real a bonding situation because yeah. that's all you know of the industry at that point yeah definitely you know? definitely I'm um hold on I'm gonna answer that question in one second I'm just gonna go over it and fart go ahead <laughs> I don't wanna stink you out <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's the best it's the best pause I've ever had in a in a podcast to stay down the other end of the yeah. bar. We're in a bar, by the way. So <laughs> sorry, dude. I was I was brought, I was brought up well. Yeah, no, that's Shane, good. Sh- Shane will know about that. He, he always used to say he was like, "You're the only freaking, you're only, you're the only person I know who actually leaves the room to fart." That's good. That's, that's yeah, some man is. It's been a, 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 a when we used to tour a lot. I always used to get 
are really annoyed because Warren on the tour and Jim and a few others on this tour would fart in the van and be like, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do about it. But the one time, like any time we had this, this girl, Natasha, who sung in the van, any time she was in the van for a few dates, no one was farting. So I'm like, well, you can control it then. You don't have to. It was always like, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Like, what? Don't apologise to me. Either yeah, don't, you, you don't knew do it, was it coming. or do it proudly and, and man up and don't apologise yeah. about it. It's like, you've done this on purpose. It's not like it slipped out. And if it did so slip definitely out, respect then I'm, that. I'm worried. Yeah. How old are you? What is going on? Yeah. No, but it's uh, uh, see, you must have all, all bonded together in that in that first film and in that first all having your first acting experience together. Yeah. So we got on like a house on fire, and me and Shane, uh, for some reason, especially, just got on so so well. Yeah, I, I saw different. Uh, like I've thought about it obviously a lot over the years because it's been what seventeen, eighteen years now. Wow. That I've known him, uh, and. I wondered, I've, I've always wondered how and why we got on so well. Because literally, we were like best friends from the minute we met each other. Yeah. And I, after, even after filming Romeo Brass, I'd go and stop at his and his then his uh, wife at the time's house in Burton on Trent. And I'd spend like a weekend or a week there. And That's amazing. It was brilliant. And I, I think it's, it's probably because I saw, I saw different uh, sides to him. Like I, I saw different role models in him. I saw a friend um a brother but i suppose a father figure as well yeah and it's always our relationship has always been like that it's always like like chopped and changed like at at different times i'll see different sides given all the movement that had gone on in in your life or whatever yeah you kind of what you're looking for from a father figure is a bit of, of direction yeah and i mean that exactly as a pun the fact is this guy is now coming and telling you you know, in this situation, when you're first actor on, he's yeah. literally d- directing you and telling you what to do and where to go, but in a friendly way, in a way as a mate, as a pal. Come yeah, in. definitely. So, so, yeah, I can see that. So, completely. like I say, the, uh, right through our through our um, like 18 years that we that we've known each other. Um, at one stage, he'll be like a father figure. At one yeah. stage, he'll just be like a mate. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. stage, he'll be be like a brother, and it, you know, we've been through so much, so so much. Uh, it's not. It's uh, going on to a set with him is is nothing like going on to a set with a normal director. Yeah, he, he I can is. imagine. If you're struggling with anything, you are, you and not, it doesn't just go for me. He makes every single actor that works under him um, or with him, should I say, feel exactly the same. If you've got a problem, you he is one man you can talk to, and yeah. he is definitely an actor's actor uh, actor's director. He, yeah. he makes sure he makes sure that you're. You, you know I mean you're all right and everything that's wicked it's cool if if things aren't cool for you then everything else can wait yeah don't matter uh, producers have struggled with Shane in the past because of how he he's works he's so protective of his, yeah. his, his family you know he'll he'll just, he'll just stop filming for half a day yeah uh, to, to you know make sure that everything's right yeah. and so I've I've seen that's some correct. crazy yeah. stuff happen yeah. on his imagine. sets I've seen him sack first ADs in the middle of at uh, the beginning of a shoot day and the producers had to come in and first AD the, the whole wow. day like yeah. seriously I've seen it, 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 he does not he, he doesn't mess about he doesn't he, that's wicked though and again it's, it's, it's it, it, it comes across in that feeling of a family rather than a cast you know? Sorry, saying that, I, I say I saw him sack a first AD. I saw him sack first AD, second AD, and third AD in one day. <laughs> wow. And, it, and it's not because he rules with an iron fist at all. Yeah. It's just that 
this isn't working and you're not doing what I do yeah Yeah. we're not you know we're not gelling and yeah it was so funny as well because I walked on set I, I wasn't meant to be on until like midday Obviously, everyone else was was in um, right at the beginning of the day at yeah. six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've come on to unit base, and uh, I see the producer s- stood talking to the first AD. So me, being my jokey self, walked up and was like, "I leave you lot alone for one morning, and you're not fucking working. Like, what is going on?" Thinking they were going to take it as a joke. As a joke. And Mark, the producer, was like, "Shimmy, if you could just just give give one give one set, mate. Yeah, just go and yeah. grab some grab some lunch or whatever." And I walked off, and I went onto the makeup trade, and I was like, said to said to one of the makeup artists, "I was like, what's going on? Why is why is the first day in it? Yeah, yeah, and why is what are we not filming today?" And they were like, "Yeah, told me, filmed me, and it's the, all kicked off." Yeah, while well, I've, well, I've been away, it's all kicked so, off. And as as how did you initially? I mean. I never asked this. Like, how did you initially get the role? Like, was it open auditions or was it ascending in tape? Like, what was the deal? I mean, whenever people ask me about auditioning for Shane's stuff, I always have to go right back to Romeo Brass because that's the first time you auditioned, and then after that, exactly. Yeah, that was my uh, that was my Shane audition. if, If you know what I mean, it's like. After once once I proved myself on that, I didn't have to audition yeah. again. He knows who you are. He's writing for you. Exactly, he's writing yeah. that. He knows so, what he's going to get. Uh, on Romeo Brass, I went and yeah, again t- uh, turned up for an audition late um, <laughs> with a free bacon sandwich in my hand and a motorbike magazine in the other, and I could walked into a room with like thirty kids all doing like voice exercises and war- like voice warm ups and yeah, <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. And I walked in like very unprofessional, um, and yeah, just a, a couple of auditions later, I managed to get the the lead role on Romeo Brass. Yeah. When you know, fast forward ten years to this is England. My audition was sat in a pub, and Shane, you know, over a pint, just saying, "Oh, I've got an idea for a film." He said, "I haven't wrote wrote anything yet for it, but you know, I, I've." I've got an idea and uh, there's a character in it that I really want you to play. I think you'd be wicked for it. Would you be up for it? Yeah, yeah, I'd be sound. I, I'd, of course I would. Right, yeah. sound. Well, if it, if it comes off, then you've got the, yeah. got the part. <laughs> and that's, that's that. Yeah, that's how, so, it, how it works. So let's j- I jump in t- t- to the This Is England f- film because the TV series has been its own beast as well. But the film initially, how was that? Because you've spoken of it, it being a family... Suddenly, you've got a little brother, <laughs> essentially in Tommy. Because I guess yeah. originally you were the, the the kid in this in this cast family, yeah. Ricky being a bit older and, and all this kind of thing. So how was that? To then, uh, did you take him under your wing at all? As the as now not the the kid on set. Yeah, if you know what yeah. I mean? Well, uh, fir- firstly, I know it may not have seemed that way in Romeo Brass because I looked about seven. Yeah. But uh, me and Vicky are actually the same age. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, weird. Again, because you played between a younger, us. I guess, didn't you? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I know, back then she looked like she was about 19, I was about four. But um, Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. of course. Because when, when we were driving here and you were saying how old you are, I was yeah. like, all right, yeah. You, again, because you were playing a younger character, I guess, at that point. Yeah, exactly. So was, yeah. But yeah, Tomo, um, it, was, it was brilliant having Tomo on set for the first time. Because he's got a, a lot of attention, and rightfully so then, as well because yeah. it, was, it was the it was probably Shane's biggest film at that point definitely and yeah. 
it was new to everyone that he'd cast a young kid who had no experience and all this kind of thing. So that was a huge story. Essentially, that was the story of of Romeo Brass. It's just that this is England now had more eyes on it. And it was the same story again, but it was this, wow, who who does this? This isn't an acting kid. This is a... Just some kid, yeah, you know? and it was it was brilliant. Shane, if you take us a shine to you, it really will make sure you know. What I mean, it's not just like you know, use this kid for yeah. you know to make a make an amazing film and then fuck him off. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean, yeah. and that's it. It's like we, we all had a had an active role in making sure that Tomo. Um, even after filming and years after filming was was you know stayed on the right path and it yeah. it genuinely did. Like if you'd met Tomo. You know, very similar to myself. You met me or Tomo when we were very, very young. Yeah, we were very much on the wrong path. Yeah, we, you know, I mean, we weren't heading down the wrong path. We were on the wrong path. Yeah, and um, it to, for me to see Tomo now and uh, have him as such an amazing friend. Cause he is. He's one of my closest yeah. friends. To see the, the how amazing he is now, I just yeah. think to myself, literally, this is England saved that kid's life. I love it. And it's it, it's it like the really best youth did. club in the world. I, it's like, it yeah, really genuinely it's, it's, is. It's, it's like Shane it's like an tends to find these people and go right. Let's here's an op- like here's an opportunity. Again, it's not it's it's nothing laid out, but it's going here's an opportunity. If yeah, you don't want to yeah. be on that path, and and that's the go. thing. It's like it's you know it's it's funny. I, I mentioned like uh, the path that me and Tomo and all of us, Woody, Michael yeah. Soccer. Vicky, all of us were, were on such a, a crooked path, gadget. Yeah. And um, it's funny, I had someone, you, you know, as you, you can imagine, you, you probably get it yourself, but the, the bigger you, your profile grows, the more you get, like, uh, weirdos on the internet, yeah, social yeah. media, giving you shit over Kick, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some guy yesterday, like, was, you know, on about how, you know, we, we've, um, me and Tomo have, like... Uh, are using what did he put? He, he he was like saying that basically we're using this um, working class image as as like a positive, you know, to, you know, to, to boost ourselves up. And you know, yeah. we're, we're just walking adverts and blah blah blah. And you're doing photo shoots for companies like Adidas and rare rare rare. And you know, you've sold you're a sellout and blah. blah. It's yeah. like shut up, yeah, shut up. It's, it's, you, you, it's funny, someone man. Someone like that just needs a good slap, mate, because they haven't. They have no idea yeah. where you've come from, yeah. what you've been through, and what you're still currently going through. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, it's and like, again, it's people forget that like, all this shit's exciting. Exactly. Like, I there's, yeah. there's so many decisions I've made in my career that people are like, oh man, I can't believe you've done that. It's like, mate, if I was asked that, if I was asked if I wanted to do that in school. I would have bitten their fucking hand off. Exactly. I'm not going to turn around now and go, well, I've got a career and I've got this. It's like, no, that's fucking, that's exciting. There's still, I can't remember if I've mentioned it on here before, but there's a journalist that um, I've always vowed, if I ever met him, I'll smack him in his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not because I'm angry anymore, but just on principle. Yeah. Because years and years ago, I think it was when our first album was out, he wrote a big thing, basically his theory on why I'm racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of shit <laughs> riles me up, you know. Yeah, really, yeah. That, that really gets me. And it was this whole thing saying, because in one interview I picked uh, my favourite rapper and he was a white guy yeah, and it's disrespected. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm into so much hip hop and all this, but just all this, it was like, right, I'm not going to buy it at the time and all this. But the fact is, if I was having a conversation with someone in the pub, like around my way, 
Yeah. And they were genuinely calling me racist. It, it'd kick off because oh, I'm very yeah, defensive on stuff like 100%. that. So, it's like, so whilst I'm not angry now, because it's bullshit, it's a journalist yeah, that was trying yeah, to get attention, yeah. but on principle to say, no, this is the real world. Yeah. I've always said, if I ever meet him, I will have to smack him yeah. in his stupid face. Because you need to learn that you're writing about real people and... Yeah. Just because it's the internet, that doesn't mean it's not exactly. A real and, thing. Th- and this is the thing: it's like I always deal with stuff. I, I and I have to say, I get it so rarely, so so rarely. We all get it really, really, really. Yeah. Like that's probably the first one in months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, when you're saying stuff like, "What have you ever given back to the people who you're pretending to be?" or put like, yeah. you know, the working class people. It's like, if, yeah. If you said that to me in a pub, I'd probably frigging bang yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you have no idea where where we've come from. It's like. So, do you want me to? to I mean, it's the no idea bit. That's the, that. That's the key point that that that, that kills me is is they've no idea. I had this with um, a, a load of mates of mine and people who I love and respect were saying after the the Mayweather a, a yeah. Pacquiao fight, they've made all this money and they're not giving any of it to charities or whatever else. It's like number one, you don't know that, exactly. but you don't know what they're doing with their money. Number two, I did a quick Google and Pacquiao gave, I think, all of his purse. Towards the government because he's he's, he's running for, yeah, for president yeah, yeah. essentially. Essentially, um, and it's like it's just that assumption because and the nature of charity now is that it all has to be public and you yeah, have to be going. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I've done for the community. Here's what I've done. It's like I could do things every day, but yeah. I, just because I don't tweet about it, it doesn't. It's because it's, it's no one else's business. Yeah, it's kind yeah. Of, it's not. Na- it's just. It's just. Na- it's natural progression. It's like people like that want to see you. It's like they, they want to still see you living on a council estate or yeah, doing yeah. this or doing that or selling weed or whatever. Whatever it is you've had to do throughout the earliest stage in your life. But what people don't realise is that it's just you natural progression. to progress you, you tr- Yeah, you're trying, to pro- you're trying to make your, your life and everyone else around you's life and your kid's life yeah, better. Completely. You know what I mean? I had Killer Mike on the podcast and he's, he said some, some stuff I've never heard before because I talked to him about people getting angry at rappers for coming from the hood and not giving back to the hood. And he was like, his thing is, he's like, I'm a businessman. Mm. And what I do is I make sure that my T-shirts are made in my local area. And that, like, he's got some barbershops now. I run my barbershops in my local area. I employ a, a local people. So he's saying, I don't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be about charitable or giving to charities. Like, I can still be be making money and being a hustler or whatever else but yeah. I'm helping the community because I'm doing it within my community and yeah. doing it within where I live you know yeah, look at Dizzy Rascal yeah. uh, you know I've watched Dizzy Rascal I was big into my garage back in yeah, the day yeah, yeah. massive I watched Dizzy Rascal from when he was real, real young, you know, up on stage with frigging, um, you know, Heartless Crew and yeah. frigging you know I mean all them pays you go and uh, you know people went through a stage where people started to hate on yeah, Dizzy yeah. because he because was going well. commercial yeah, and he's yeah, doing yeah. well and all the rest of that and I was always like what is it? I'm sure there's a lyric in one of your songs that my girlfriend played to yeah. me um, yesterday I think yeah, it was yeah. where you say like um, don't it, it's almost like don't hate a band because they've now become se- yeah, successful yeah, yeah, yeah completely, you know I mean? and completely. It's, it's like I always used to say like what's the problem with Dizzy now that he's doing well and now you see people like you know the, your underground scene, Skepta and all the rest of them. Gigs. All referencing, exactly. They're, they're all heading down the exact same path. You know, yeah. Skepta's now doing stuff with uh, Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. I'm no fan of Kanye West, yeah. but he's he is natural fair progression. Play to him, yeah, yeah. I, I still I maintain that a, a, 
Desi's a verse on Bonkers is as good as anything he's written. And that's his poppiest, biggest hit, but he kills it on that. Exactly, exactly. It's a killer verse. I don't care about how popular it got. Yeah, I have nothing. Like like I say, people like, for instance, Skepta, working with, doing songs or whatever with um, Kanye West. I don't like Kanye West, but I have nothing but respect for someone like Skepta, Dizzy, whoever, who's just naturally progressing because... Re- rewind freaking 10 years ago when Skepta was however old yeah. I can guarantee you not one person would ever say that he'd be doing that 100% with I mean Kanye West I love or hate Kanye when I think it was at Glastonbury or something when Skepta and Boy Better Known all that all came out on stage with Kanye oh, I know it was at some awards or something I think it yeah, was yeah 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 that was exciting you know yeah. regardless of if you like Kanye that was an exciting and important thing because this is a genre and area that has always stayed in London or, or wherever yeah, in the yeah, UK yeah. to suddenly be embraced by the the biggest a rap act of, of exactly. the last ten years or whatever. It's like that's exciting. Exactly. Regardless don't of who hate you're on into. someone because it's it's like you know and I and I don't get it in my in my area. I grew up in like Radford, yeah, uh, in Nottingham, which is you know Nottingham's always been known for as a as a very rough, rough town. It was you know it's called the gun capital of of England for for many years. Yeah. And none of the people who live who live around here have you know have that sort of negative view on me because they still see me come round. God bless my grandma; she's gone now. But you know, I still come round, see my grandma. You know, go to go to the um, you know the Caribbean food store and yeah. blah, blah blah. Do a shopping for it. Yeah, you know, all those sort of things. It's like just yeah. because you're doing better things, don't mean that you, you you know it's changed the person that you yeah, are. Yeah, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it either. No, Six, not at all. A success is an acceptable thing to strive towards. Precisely. Not something to, to look down your nose at. Um, so, yes. So, This Is England came out and blew, blew up. Tommy got a lot of attention because he was amazing. Stephen Graham, obviously, just... He's a beast of an actor. Yeah. But I think I'd be hard-pushed along all of This Is England, and there's been some harsh scenes and some emotional scenes, but I'd be hard-pushed to pick a scene that's better than... The big one uh, with you and Stephen, where he suddenly yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's racist Switched, and, and, yeah. and, and and switches. Yeah. How was that? And, and and again, I mean, how was that at the time in the filming? And how was that like when it came out? To because I don't know, that felt like it felt like the first bit I really saw from you that was damn. This is some dramatic, yeah, some, yeah, some yeah. dark and serious. Absolutely. The shit coming, rather than it being quite. I'm just playing myself. I'm just. Do you know what I mean? Not light-hearted, but yeah. still. So I mean, how was that at the time? And, and it, it was. And it was. It was. A, it was. And until th- this series that's oh. about to come out, this is England '90. Until that, so for the last ten years, that's always been my hardest yeah. and most difficult scene that yeah. I've ever had to shoot. Yeah, it was unbelievably hard. Yeah. Um, emotionally draining because the thing is me it was actually Steve's idea actually me, him and Shane went round to my grandma's house uh, I think it was two days or the day before we shot that scene started shooting that scene and uh, went and sat down and my grandma and my uncle cooked um, you know cooked us some rice and peas some curry chicken yeah. mutton some salad and whatnot. and um, yeah and we just sat down and had a had an evening just yeah. sat round the table where I grew up 
just sat eating, drinking, and just talking. And my grandma, uh, Shane has to, Shane has to, has to look through some uh, old pictures and stuff. So my yeah. grandma dug out a few pictures um, reluctantly as well. She yeah, always, yeah, she, yeah, for some yeah, reason, yeah. she was always a bit funny about it. But yeah, she um, she loves Shane and yeah, yeah big. Yeah, she she likes Steve as well. So that having that experience prior to yeah. um, that scene was just it was so it made the scene so difficult to 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 do and um so when we came I mean to, it must have been emotionally exhausting because yeah. again like Stephen he goes in on that scene oh, yeah, it goes yeah. dark and he goes hard it's I mean, it's people, an amazing people, performance from both of you a lot of people say um you know it, it must have been hard physically it, yeah, it was hard physically, and yeah, when someone's like pretending to kick or kick your head and they're kicking yeah. the wall, you know, the odd kick will get through. Yeah, that's nothing compared to how it, how difficult it was emotionally. Yeah, because when we shot that scene, as with any scene we do with Shane, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, yeah. you know, where this is going to go. So it was like a twenty-minute take, and we just, you know, the cameras start rolling, Damn. and Shane just let us go. It was like a closed set, so there's minimal people yeah. in there. Yeah, um, and yeah, the cameras just rolled, and we didn't know where this was going to go. So That's when amazing. I started talking about it, when he when he said to me, you know. Uh, you, 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 haven't, you haven't spoke about your mum and dad. Have you, have you got a mum and dad? And it, you know, it just naturally progressed from there. And I started talking, and I was basically describing everything that we'd experienced two days ago yeah. or a day ago so at my grandma's real, house. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I might be changing a few things yeah, slightly, but and re- referring to my mum and dad, not my grandma, but. Yeah. Me and Steve both know, and I can see the emotion building in his eyes and in in me as well. I swear to God, it makes me well up now thinking yeah. about it. I like, I know what's coming. I know yeah. where this is leading. I know it ain't gonna end pretty. I just don't know how. Yeah. And I can see him b- bubbling. Yeah. And uh, and knowing, I just, guess, just knowing he's he's got all the ammunition. Yeah. Because you've had that day. You've had that nice day together. You know that. He's 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 ready to go. Yeah, to, to, yeah, yeah. To go at us. It was it crazy. Was, honestly, it was the first time ever, ever. Like we finished shooting that scene. Um, it was. I'm sure it was someone else who had to say cut because Shane couldn't say it, and Nikki Salt, the first AD who came, who stepped in after the first AD was changed, yeah. um, and she's been the first AD ever since. She couldn't say cut either because everyone was like they were they were in that like floods of tears. Yeah, and it's the first time I've ever seen Shane cry on set. It's oh, really? not it's, it's not yeah, the last. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's by it's by no means the last. I mean yeah. this 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 is England ninety. I promise you, and I promise all the fans that this is going to be the one. a very yeah. very very big one. Yeah, like it's just but yeah that that it feels it. I mean it feels the buzz and. <laughs> I mean, let's let's quickly. We're going to come 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 back to this. But how was it then going off and working with other people? Because yeah. I mean, that's part of the thing that fills the excitement and the buzz around this is everyone has done um, um, amazing things. Um, of Joe has gone off yeah. with um, he's, he's doing Preacher, which I'm crazy excited about because yeah, that's one of my yeah. favourite comic books. It's amazing, and he's just done. Tons of, of of insane stuff in Misfits. He was amazing. Yeah, uh, Vicky and Svengali, Stephen stealing Boardwalk Empire, and yeah, just all sorts yeah. of stuff like that. Yet there's such a buzz that everyone 
yeah. coming back together. But so, 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 so how was it going away and working with other people and, and not having that same... Uh, working with someone that, that you see as, as a father figure, a brother figure, a mate, you yeah, know, working yeah. with str- strangers now. Yeah, I mean... Was it, that a hard... Or has that been a hard transition? Uh, it was when I was younger. Yeah. Not so much now. It was when I was younger because that's all I was used to. Yeah. All I was used to was the way Shane works and... And it's the, a unique... W- a way yeah, to work. From the, the more you hear about the industry, the more you read about it, the more you're like, wow, that's that's not that's not yeah. usual. That it's so open and so free. But the, the, I mean, the good thing is, is that a lot of the directors that I've worked with since know that that's uh, that we're uh, 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 the people that have worked with Shane are so good at improvising yeah. that the, they get they're they ready get, for some yeah of that. They, they're, they're ready to give you that sort of freedom. Sweet, yeah, it make, yeah, it makes it a little bit difficult for the people, the other actors who are working who with aren't you. Used to it. Yeah, but I always say to a di- to a director like oh sorry, it's all good, mate. I always say to a director, you know, um, do you want this done yeah. to the script or can I play around with it a little bit? And nine times out of ten, they say, well, just as long as you're happy to play around with it, um, yeah, feel free. It's, it's the beauty of it. The thing that... Uh, uh, when I auditioned for this, The Bastard Executioner a TV show, the best feedback I got was, was when they got the tape that Kurt Sutter and, and Paris Barkley both said, what we liked was you just... Essentially, you just said the, the lines. You didn't act them. And it's, yeah. it's, it's like it's b- 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 because I've got no acting experience. It was like, it, and particularly as it's, it's medieval, so many actors that were auditioning for, for that role are having to act it out and be yeah, all dramatic yeah. and drama. And I was like, well, how do you want it? And they were like, well, we just want you to be saying these lines. I was like, all right, I'll just do it as me then, Cunning. And it was yeah. it was that uh, that simplicity. And so as you were kind of saying there, it's easier for you in in some ways. Because you've not got any any habits to unlearn. Or yeah. again, if you're an actor who's so used to being tight on script, beat by beat, that then if they are thrown into a, a situation with you where you're going, well, we're going to improvise it a bit because they've said that's cool, then yeah. they're, then they're going to be a bit. All oh, right, well, am I allowed to talk yet? Because you've not said the bit. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Choose my next line, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, just such, such a like exciting way to. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong at all with sticking to a script because yeah, if no, you've got completely. a good writer, fucking hell, it's a banging script. I had, I had Riz Ahmed on the podcast, and he was saying he's improvised so much of what he's done, but he has known every word inside and out just because he's a he's a, a fucking professional. It's yeah. like if, if, if they want to go that route, then he needs to be a, a ready to do that and on point. Yeah. And then if there's, if it's the kind of thing where you're open to opening it up a bit, then yeah. And, that, that and that's, works. and that's one of the things that's taken me a bit of time to yeah. learn because I, I, I didn't come from like a drama school background. I wasn't, I was no form, uh, no form of a uh, professional yeah. at all. Yeah. So I had to learn that, you know, you need to fucking nail these lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. forget going out or whatever. Like, make sure you know your lines first. Yeah. And then, you know, so when you come on set, it's like, same with auditions. You yeah. Know, I, I, like, I used to just freaking wing it. Whereas yeah. now I'm like, shit, like, oh, that's cause I've got an audition in two days' time. I need to make sure I know this. I'm not, I, I don't even I mean, want to come in with a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, that's how you learn. You turned up for your big break. You turned up late. Yeah. And kind of didn't, you know, so it's like, well, if that's how it works, and that's how it works. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a learning curve in that so respect, now I guess. It's like, I make sure if I'm going into an audition, no matter how big the scene is, I don't have a piece of paper. I don't have a script with me. I don't, I, I don't need it. You know what yeah. I mean? I've, so once you know all the lines and everything, 
you can you, you it takes the pressure off you that's a yeah. that's a big weight off your mind that you can just flow and do whatever you yeah, need to completely. do instead of thinking shit was it like when someone else is, is yeah yeah reading a line uh, you're you just know, thinking the next of what line, your next one is i'm yeah. thinking shit what oh, fuck, what was it what was it and you're like looking down for the at the script trying yeah, to read yeah, it yeah, it's yeah. horrible yeah i hate it oh it's like one of the worst things but again that's a good learning curve right it's good to learn that to to go through the ones where it's horrible yeah that, that that's what's going to be keeping you in yeah, the night I've before to it. learn them lines and stuff like that because it's like right that was I don't want to have to do that again yeah. so now I'll, I won't be going out and, and getting a drunk the night before or whatever else exactly you know? it's, a, it's a massive massive learning curve it's, it's um, and I've lost um, lost jobs yeah. because of my lack of experience in audition way, yeah. and uh, and stuff like that J- exactly the same as fighting you know i've lost uh, a couple of fights because i didn't prepare in the right you know i you know i wasn't as disciplined as i yeah. need to be or as like one of the fights um that i lost i lost it because i wasn't mentally ready yeah you know, i was physically at the best at the, but my you weren't peak mentally of there. My yeah, fitness. Yeah, yeah. yeah but i wasn't mentally there so let's talk about mma you you know, you train and 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 you've had numerous fights. Yeah. We had Dan Hardy on the podcast, and he was saying he's, he's trained with you <laughs> for years. So, uh, what's your base? Like, what's your what's uh, your area? What's I mean, your strong I, points? I, I, prefer, I prefer to keep a fight on its feet. Yeah, like I've always been good with uh, my kicking's always been good because I came from uh, I spent a couple of years uh, karate doing karate yeah. when I was younger, a lot younger, like yeah, 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 twelve. So but you, how much you don't that lose sticks, it, man. My mate Chris. My mate Chris, I swear, I mean, he claims he's got tons of qualification in martial art, but I swear he hasn't. I swear when he was a kid, he went to some kung fu classes yeah. and he's just been throwing spin kicks in the park ever well, since. And that's I it. And it's like, a guy, but the dude can go. The yeah. dude can go. It's there, true. There's a guy who, again, was a, was also an actor, started off at the same Carlton Junior yeah. workshop, just like Pete Dalton, Mr. Jam, like we mentioned yeah, earlier yeah, on. yeah. A guy called uh, Richard. Shout out to Jam. Yes, yes, Jam. Um, a guy called Richard Castillo. Yeah, he works for Sony now. Right. Um, but yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Say he never, never loses it. That guy is still now. I swear to God, he could probably do some tornado kick. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Don't go, and I bet he it? hasn't trained properly yeah. for a while. But um, so yeah, got back to fighting. I was. Um, I've always preferred to keep a fight a on his feet. Up, yeah. Um, I mean, it's the classic kind of, of of UK problem in MMA. In a way, is that we don't have the wrestling base. Yeah. Like in, in America, you learn at school a exactly, wrestling. Whereas yeah. all the UK f- fighters, and there's been some amazing ones with Dan, with uh, Ross Pearson, with Bisping, yeah. all of these, and they've all got dope at it. But but they've all had to learn the their wrestling way. side of it the hard way. Yeah, because yeah. it's like right, we don't have that as a as a natural a base. As I said, they're, yeah. they're they're in the fight and they're glancing down at the scripts. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you're drumming exactly. to go right. I where do I have to have my feet to stop this takedown? Oh, rather than it being an instinct thing, and you know the lines. Yeah, you know there's I mean? nothing worse, nothing worse than being in a fight and being t- like being taken down, and you're thinking, "Shit!" Oh, what do I do? Like looking over at your corner, you're trying to defend, you're trying to free it, you know defensive missions at the same time someone's like smacking you in the face and then going for another submission you're looking yeah. over at your corner and they're, you're trying to hear what they're saying Mate, and it's like yeah. I, can't, I can't i can't what did you say i, I can't i rolled at um at 10th 
planet. I do a little bit of BJJ, like yeah. no level at all. But I was out in LA and I know Eddie Bravo and if a few of the a planet lot, and they're like high level. And I was saying to Eddie, like, is there a, like an amateur class I can come to? He's like, just come to the class. I was like, it's, it's a beginning. He's like, so I go there and it's his proper, it's his bad boy class. Yeah, and, 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 and literally the first time we are rolling I just went blank yeah and it was like all I was doing was trying to stop whatever the other person was trying yeah. to do it's like if they'd tried really hard to not put me in a guillotine I would have put myself actively into a guillotine because <laughs> like, that's all I knew to do I was like I don't know what I'm meant to be doing at the moment it's yeah, like I can't yeah, make yeah. any offence because it's like I'm literally just thinking if he's trying to grab this arm, my focus is him not getting it. I don't know why he wants that arm, yeah. <laughs> but my focus is not to give him it. And that was it. I'd just gone that blank Seriously, of like, like, shit, I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, I, Which I, is I, horrible, right? When you're yeah. in that situation, like, shit, I can't. I, I yeah. mean, that, that's the only re- uh, way, really, I've, um, apart from, I, I mean, I've lost a couple of fights and uh, the way I lost one of them was, it was just, he wasn't, I was just constantly defending submissions. Yeah. Like I say, you know, he took me down twice in the fight, yeah. two rounds I spent, uh, spent on my back. Yeah. And I just defended the whole time. I've never been tapped and never been choked yeah. or anything like that. So, you know, I was good at, yeah, you know, I defended well throughout yeah. the fight, but I just, he had more control, yeah, so I yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I roll with some, I say roll, I don't as much do as much now, but, you know, the team that I've, uh, I've always fought for, Rough House, which yeah. is where Dan Hardy, yeah. Jimmy Wallhead, they all yeah, came from. It's amazing. Jim. Uh, yeah, it's freaking brilliant. But, it, rolling with them is just ridiculous. Yeah. You roll with someone like Jimmy, Jimmy Wallhead, yeah. and he's just nasty. It's yeah. like, like you say, the whole time is you're just defending. You, you've got no offense whatsoever. It's not like I'm thinking, right, I'm going to swing my leg around and go for a freaking armbar. Yeah. It's like I'm trying to stop him from pulling my head off. Defending constantly. And then, I mean, it's an important thing, though. I mean, on the training front, I think people, I think. One of the most important things you learn early on in training is getting comfortable on a stand-up, just getting comfortable with a punch in the face. Yeah. But it, on BJJ, the first time I was choked out or had to tap, it was like that was an important yeah, a, a yeah. lesson to know how that feels, and then realise right, actually, I could have held on a bit longer. Like, I'm, it, yeah. it's better to have that in in the I, gym I got, than in a fight when yeah. you like. Like or Dan's the prime example of of when he, he oh, fought GSP. GSP. It's like he was in submissions that. A lot that of people pros ridiculous. W- would have tapped out, but he was like, "No, I know, I know, I'm fine. I'm yeah. calm. It's, it was, I'm not tapping out. He yeah. can take my I, arm with him I, if I he mean, wants." I've always said, and it's never got to that point. Thank God, and I don't know if I fight against it. Yeah. Probably will never happen. But um, I remember I got to, um, I was in a fight, and the we were up against the cage, and we were. Um, I had my underhook and he friggin the, the guy had caught me with a low knee I mean it hit me square in the box and even yeah. though you got a box on as you yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah, as you yeah. know it hurts no so I instantly like oh, uh, and yeah. dropped my hands straight away as soon as my, hand, my guard like was down he just wrapped a standing guillotine and dragged me to the floor Yeah, damn. so I was in a guillotine and I, I mean a deep deep guillotine like no, no arming yeah. nothing like that this was as deep as it could get and I never forget, like this guy was cranking my neck, like, and I, I, all I said to myself is, if my daughter's life depended on it, I wouldn't tap. I ain't gonna die, but if I if I pass out, I pass out, and that's it. I'd sooner pass out. Than well, that's tap. kind of a, a decent realization as well, and it's why MMA is is far safer than than people think. And yeah, it's because it's actually safer to go unconscious than to keep taking a beating exactly, and, and it's why yeah. boxing's more dangerous because there's more pounding instead and in MMA if you're getting knocked out 
the fight's over. There's no, oh, yeah. you've got eight seconds to come back round and get yeah, another concussion. Where, where your brain's still bleeding. Yeah, it's like, that's not good. So it's if you're out, you're out, and it's the same with chokes, that you realise... It's all right to go yeah. unconscious. I mean, that's better than being knocked out in reality. Yeah, the fact absolutely. is, all you have in is it's normally the blood r- r- rather than the oxygen. Again, a, a lot exactly. of people don't tend to to realise that it's it's cutting off your yeah. the carotid arteries rather than choking as such. Exactly. Um, it was I so, mean, a, a, a guillotine is, I guess. But yeah, all you're rear naked and everything else. It's kind of it's more just it's putting your it's it, it's press and reset on your iPhone. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's turn it off and, and start up again. Like, it's, like, I, it's fine. It comes up again. It all works fine. Yeah. It's just you know. I'll never ever forget that because the way the position he had me in, yeah. my, I was facing like the, the a, a certain part of the audience. Yeah, and it was where my um, Padman, uh, yeah. a guy called Maka. So he must was, have had your head proper cranked. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well. I was I was looking out, and um, I, I'll never you forget. in his guard as he, he, he pulled yeah, into guard. So yeah, that's yeah, that's some bad. And, uh, I'll never forget. Michael was, was shouting, don't you fucking tap, don't you fucking tap. And I started to go like I was, my vision and everything was going, but I knew that if someone's cranking something like a guillotine, if they haven't, if you haven't tapped within a yeah. certain amount of time, that arm it's technique, is not, not strength, got, so their strength's going to yeah. run out. If, if they're using strength, it's a limited thing. Exactly. If, if, yeah. if, they're, if, they're, if they were just adjusting and gradually adjusting, then that's a different yeah. thing because they can tighten with technique or whatever. But and I, I could feel if, it, as you said, <laughs> if you can feel them cranking, it's like their arm's going to tire yeah, before you I, go. And then I could feel him kind of rest for a second. So it's like when he was resting, I was thinking, right, he's going to like go for a real big, big pull in a yeah. second and crank and try and choke me out yeah. so I'm waiting for it to like, like to get prepare yeah, myself yeah. for it and it eventually I managed to like slip my finger you know hand fight with yeah, him yeah. slip my head out bang landed one on him it was yeah. just it was just the best feeling Brilliant. like not tapping or, or loads of people there was the Kim and we won't go too bad uh, too much on MMA because some people will be f- falling yeah. asleep about now because we're getting all <laughs> excited but the Kimbo s- slice Ken Shamrock f- fight recently a lot of people thought it was a fix because Ken had a guillotine a, a, a lo- locked on yeah. under the chin all good to go and couldn't uh, tap him everyone who's brought that up to him is like so what do you think he, he let him go he's like he's over f- 50 yeah it's yeah. like he cranked it for a while I don't think it was a fix. Yeah. I think he's just an old dude. He's got old arms. You get someone. It's like, it's like yeah, you can't you do that. You get someone to hold a, a freaking bag of sugar yeah. out, yeah. straight out yeah. to the side and for, see how long you for can thirty do that. seconds. Yeah. See how your arms feeling? Their arm will be shaking within thirty seconds. You have to think that guy's like. Putting- I always remember the the first time I rolled with my brother, and he had more experience than me. And I, I'm, I'm a, a submission nerd, and I'm so happy. Because I, I tapped him out twice and I was yeah. like, fucking amazing. And then he's like, right, let's go again. And I couldn't move. Like, my arms were shaking. I'd got so tired out and he was like, that's where you fucked up. He's like, yeah, you got the win. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're training, we're meant to be training for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> if you could, if we keep going, I can tap you for the next hour because I'd, I'd gassed. I'd yeah. completely, I'd got so excited about that one goal of, I've got a submission yeah. and literally. I've never had anything like it where my whole arms are just... There's a certain fitness Arms that, and legs shaking. There's a certain fitness that uh, comes with rolling and wrestling and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, that, you know, other kind of sports just don't have. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's responsible for, for, for the, the growth in, 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 in CrossFit, I, yeah. I swear, because it's, it's functional strength, which Absolutely. we never used to do. You used to train with, like, I don't know, machines or whatever, and it's exactly. like you, all you're doing is building attractive-looking bodies, yeah. whereas... Yeah. 
BJJ and wrestling make you learn that's not functional at all. Exactly. You can be as muscly as you like, Someone but you'll like be knackered. A friend of mine called Victor Estima, one of the best uh, BJJ fights in the world. Yeah. He actually lives in Nottingham. Um, yeah, Victor, he's, you, you know, you, I gave him a hug the, the other day because we went to like a, a kid's th- like 14th birthday yeah. party. Gave him a hug and freaking hell, you feel him. The man is solid. Yeah, yeah. And that is just purely down to yeah. just non-stop rolling. Rolling constantly. Well, yeah. I mean, we're almost at the hour mark, so let's bring it back round to, um, to This Is England 90. Um, so... I said, uh, uh, this will be coming out. So, as we're sitting here now, the first episode is this uh, this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then this will be coming out in between the first and second episode. So, so how's it been getting it's, everyone back together? Because it's crazy. Because it feels like it feels like s- s- such an exciting project. Because it feels everyone can go off and get as big as they want, but they will always be coming back. Because it yeah. feels like a family thing rather than there's so many things that. There's so many TV series and stuff over the years that you know they could never get everyone back together because one of them has gone off to be huge exactly, and they couldn't yeah. get everyone on a level. It doesn't feel like that with This Is England. Oh, it feels like it, they can always add to it. Yeah. You know, just a little sh- a shout out, I'm available now for yeah. this, this 92, <laughs> but they can always add to it. But it's like, it feels like that family will always be there. So, yeah, definitely. I so mean, how it, was that? Just getting in, being oh, it's back brilliant. in that? It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, having everyone come back and like you say, people go off and do all sorts of things and the... the no matter what, everyone will always do everything they can to make sure that they can do this. There's, yeah. there's people who, you know, on the crew as well, not just the cast, but the crew, who take a smaller wage, uh, you know, yeah. to come back to This Is England, cancel other jobs you can to do tell this. It comes through so, so yeah. much in, in what just comes together. It's so real in that way. That yeah, it feels it, like everyone's just going, yeah, this is just, this is happening. And regardless. now, especially now, as it's just about to come out, you know, the last few weeks has been mental with press yeah. and all the rest of it. It's just been so much fun. Just like, you know, I did Soccer AM. I was going to say, how was Soccer AM? I, I saw oh, you on I've been on there a load of times. Yeah, I they love said, the Soccer yeah. AM lot. Yeah, but, as soon as you started following me, I was like, yes! <laughs> it's such a good show, <laughs> I man. was like, wicked! And, yeah. um, yeah, they, uh, being on Soccer AM with Tomo was so yeah. so much fun, and we're doing all kinds of things. We're on, uh, some of them um, are on uh, Chatty Man tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. which is going to be wicked. Uh, I think Shane's going to be on it as yeah. well, which is going to be. A and he's the real... hardest to tie down. Oh. I've, I've, I've been uh, talking to the guys at Wolf about g- g- yeah. g- getting Shane on here, and they I'll keep have a saying word with him. they Seriously. keep saying he will at some point, but you know yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to nail down. I'll, I'll have but, a word with him. Yeah, yeah, have a word. Like, I've, I've had Shim now. I've had. I've, I've had Paddy. I've yeah. had, you know, I'm building up my collection. No, definitely. But um, and then, yeah, but yeah, I, I think I'm uh, me and Tomo are doing Lorraine Kelly. Um, I was going to say, next have, have you got kind of set pairings? That you is it generally? Are you, are you, are you and Tomo get paired up, and yeah. Stephen and Vicky, or do you know what I mean? I don't know who who, I who th- else th- goes th- where. I think they, I think I mean Woody just doesn't like doing it anyway. Yeah. So he he doesn't really do he, anything. He was of. I think for some reason more in the series just he was the one that seemed to everyone just go who the fuck is this amazing like yeah, he, he just he just came out as a real that's one of the things I love about it is you can't pick like in in Romeo Brass yeah you were Romeo you're in the lead there's a lot of yeah, others but yeah, you know yeah. you're this there doesn't feel like there's ever been a lead in this is England no, no, it's I like mean, ev- it, everyone Vicky in the last series yeah, had some just so, yeah a Lowell's had some, you know, insane storylines and scenes yeah. and actor moments. But then, as said, you've got Woody, who's just, 
unforgettable. Yeah. Well, look at Lowell in in, um, in the film. Lowell's character in the film was. Uh, as much as a f- brilliant character, it wasn't a very big character. No, it was a, it come, was a girlfriend. Come, then, it was yeah, a girlfriend. come the series, it's just gone uh, huge, yeah. it, and that has changed. And again, her the career. performances that sh- it, that she gave in in, yeah. in, 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 in in both those series were just. That's what it so just got so much attention, and rightfully so. It was like, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I, I can't give away storylines yeah. and stuff like that, but that's why, I, especially this one, I, I, I'm so so grateful and I'll say it till I'm friggin six yeah. foot under that I'm so grateful for what Shane's given me yeah. on this yeah. because some of the storylines he's given me on this up and coming one yeah. is like stuff that actors would would, would pay to, to yeah. have would you know what I mean they, they, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a choice they, they would just want to have that yeah. sort of yeah. role in the people that I've had to work with and yeah, it's just—it's been really, really, really yeah. amazing. It's, it's amazing. Be- so, I mean, w- 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 what's the process? Oh. A w- a w- a once it all starts, so it's manic. Is—is is there kind of a a massive <laughs> drop off and kind of you're left with a, sh- a sugar high kind of thing because you've got all the pr- pr- promo Press, in the build yeah. up to it, and then bang, it's on, it's here. You've, yeah. you've you've all been working towards this for fucking ages and now it's here and it's I don't think there's a uh, yeah it's, I don't think you really get like a it's kind of like a gradual yeah increase and then a, a very gradual um, yeah yeah you know downhill as well and that's the beauty of TV now as well is that it goes on that bit longer it's on yeah. on, on, on download or, well, it's or on whatever it's on yeah and then also then after that shortly after that then you've got the DVD coming out yeah. and that's a whole other round of press and it'll be on do. all the box set things on exactly Sky or whatever Christmas on, and whatnot ch- on, ch- on foreplay and all yeah, that. Yeah, so it's going to be. It's it's such an. It really is like such an amazing time. Yeah. And we have other things that keep us occupied. It, it like between you know the the series and whatnot. Like me and Tomo. Again, I don't know why we always get paired. Me and him. I yeah, think it's just so because we're, the the, we're yeah, yeah. We're we're just kind of like the little fuckers of it. <laughs> even though I'm freaking thirty two, I'm like the one of the oldest. It's beautiful of, that no one knows. That, I, yeah, I think it? I am probably one of the oldest of the whole gang. But yeah, me and Tomo are just yeah a right pair, and me and him do. Uh, like DJ gigs Oh uh, wicked Yeah We've got all sorts uh, What kind the, of stuff do you play? Well Tomo does it like It, it depends on the crowd Like yeah. we'll know before we get there But Tomo does more of the like sort of indie Yeah Sort of So if it's an indie night Then he'll kind of like take the lead And I'll just leave it to him And I'll just do yeah. the friggin drinking yeah. And partying side with, the, with, yeah, the, with yeah. the crowd um, Whereas it, if it's more of an R&B or house yeah. sort of night Then I'll take the lead But yeah, to well, be fair, we just wing it. Really. I'm going to make it a, official, and now I've got a, a, a monthly club night in London. It's just it's time you? booking you guys. You guys are, are coming down. I do a night at the book club called, called Wheel Lizards, and we've had Zane Lowe, DJ Yoda, Serious? we've had loads of people. So when, we'll when, sort that out. When, when is it? What, what part of the um, month is it? So it's it's normally the end of the month. So we've got October's one, and then we're we're actually only doing October now for the rest of this year because we're we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. busy, but. Uh, Back in in the new year, but if you want to come down October, oh, I will sling you on. Definitely. If you want to come down later, we'll definitely. yeah, we'll, we'll make that happen. That. That'll yeah. be amazing. No, yeah, that's perfect. Well, brilliant. See, uh, so let's let's kind of wrap things up. We've uh, you've mentioned your kid a few times. Yeah, no, how's that? How's that? A balancing family life and because as as you've said, acting it's an er- erratic and yeah. inconsistent 
game really so yeah, is that a benefit in a way well, yeah, or, yeah or financially and in general is that a benefit in a way because i'm sure there's points where you get to be at home a lot yeah, and get well, to be around well, your boy is, a lot you the, know and the, is, yeah well the thing is um my daughter like like daughter, uh, yeah. she um me and her mum aren't together right uh, and that works but as as much as it's not traditionally the right thing to do, you know, you, you're meant to have kids and stay yeah, together, yeah. get married, and all the rest of that shit. But um, I, I, I did like, a podcast, a birthday special with my parents, and the point was to discuss the fact that the, that they divorced, and it was yeah. the right thing to do. It was yeah, the best thing yeah. for them. It was the best thing for my parents to be apart. They're both happier that way. There yeah. shouldn't be there's a no, set thing anymore. Yeah, of here's no, how a relationship yeah, should no, be. There's no. Or um, here's what a family is. You know. There's no rule book. No. There's no um, instruction manual to raising kids mm. or life in general so me and her mum aren't together haven't been for many many years um, but we get on like a house on fire yeah. we're brilliant apart we're yeah. not good together it's perfect and so yeah, yeah if you followed the, the, the you know the shitty life rule book yeah and we stayed together you'd be Narissa, miserable you'd be bringing up my daughter would not be misery. yeah even half as happy as she is now she yeah. knows that mummy and daddy are best friends you know what yeah. I mean we're just great friends yeah. and, um, that's wicked so it's not you know yeah it can be a little bit difficult when you're working away and you can't see her um, as much but you know with modern technology nowadays FaceTime and all the rest of it it makes things a lot easier yeah, yeah. there's and, a lot um, you can do but yeah, everything is great. You know, when I, you know, every time I go for, um, you know, it's soccer AM or anything yeah. like that, uh, the this is England press night. It's great to have my girlfriend with me, and she's yeah. always there by my side. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Every, everything's yeah, life's, wicked, life's all right at the moment. It's not so, too bad. So I mean, actually, before we move on to what's ahead and, and wrap things up, can we talk about um, on the way here? Uh, we were talking about you doing a film in in Hungary a, li- a yeah. little while back. Yeah, I did it. How um, was that? I mean, let's because again, I didn't. I, I want this to. I, I wanted this to be about you rather than just about this is England and Shane. Yeah, yeah. It's gone that way a lot because you're so hand in hand. But yeah. yeah, so working aside from that, so, so, so how Hungary. was that? Because that's about to come out on DVD, right? Yeah, it's a it's a film called uh, Antisocial. Yeah, it's got me, Skepta. Um, Devlin, they they had obviously never a lot acted of the UK, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a Reg Travis film. Uh, it's a tr- it's based on true events, uh, tr- uh, based on a real gang that were doing smash and grab robberies on motorbikes. Uh, oh, wow! Doing smash grab robberies on jewelry stores, and they did a, a big one on um, Bond Street, I think Crafts on Bond Street. Yeah, and um, it went pear shaped and all the rest of that. But um, it's yeah, a brilliant film, really really good I'm film. Sure, it- I've heard more about this. Did Itch work on some music? on that I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah yeah I think yeah. so yeah I've been and hearing we, that about we, that for a while yeah definitely yeah it's, it came out in cinemas about three four months ago and it yeah. comes out on DVD in about I think it's this Saturday it comes yeah. out so it lands just before the This Is England series comes yeah. out so that but, should be out now as, as this goes out it should yeah, be out now yeah, yeah. and available so it's a wicked it was, it was a great experience I mean it's a funny one because I didn't we, we didn't have a great time shooting in yeah. Hungary um, just because, like, when when I heard that we're shooting in Hungary, I obviously had in my mind, you know, I was thinking Prague, Amsterdam, you know, Hindus, stag dudes, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. It won't. It, well, not my experience in Budapest was nothing like that. Yeah. Nothing like that. Like, I mean, the the racism out there was so 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 blatant. Yeah. And it's the first time I'd ever experienced. Um, 
being uh, uh, not just being a minority because I you know forget I'm sure I'm the only black dude in my village that I live yeah, in yeah, now yeah, yeah. but that's cool but the, the racism was so blatant like yeah. they had no problem with you know, you're like an alien to us yeah. and like it was really it's really crazy how easy there. it is to forget that these places are so r- r- recently w- war torn or, yeah. or revolutions or huge changes in the type of government or the type of culture they yeah, have so yeah. it's and again I'm sure there are parts that people the, that the the British visit yeah. that are wonderfully touristy but these places are not developing countries but in a way redeveloping countries because yeah, yeah. they've had to strip back down or they've been countries where as a country they were racist yeah. and, and, and shit like that you know and it I, takes and I, time and, and, and you know I've, I've always been, a, been the sort of person where I don't hold that against Hungary or yeah, 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 Budapest yeah, yeah. or anything like that, or people from from there. It's just whenever it, whenever you get like um, uh, a type a type place where you are such a minority, it's just a lack of intelligence. Yeah. Not not so much intelligence, but experience in a different type of person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's some places you go to in England where seriously, I swear to God, I'd go there and they'll look at me like like. A, a freaking unicorns just walked in yeah, yeah. and it's not even just because they're trying to be horrible it's yeah. the fact that they've never seen this before I mean you do c- carry that unicorn around with you everywhere there, there is that yeah, <laughs> my, my freaking gold plated luge <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that must have been mad so, so let's I, I wrap things up with uh, what's ahead now how how easy is it to kind of see past reuniting um, with well, this is England lot because I mean, you know it, I don't know. I mean, I, just, I, I live each day. Uh, I, the way I live my life is I just take each each day, each week as yeah. it comes. You know, so at the moment I'm rolling on, a, you know, we're all rolling on a very, very big high. Yeah, and, and, and the exciting thing from what you've said is seeing the reaction to what you're doing in this series. Yeah, Again, you've definitely. given no spoilers, but you've obviously got some big storylines. So that then, yeah. that then opens the future up hugely to see exactly, what's going to yeah. happen now and if, when people and, see what I can do in this in yeah, this area you know what's precisely the, and the thing exciting. is I always just like I said I take each week each day as it comes and um, it, you know I, I'll always find something to do yeah that, you know if, I, if I'm not free in, if I'm not doing an audition or I haven't got an acting job I'll probably be riding a motocross bike yeah or, I mean your finger's hanging off at the moment it's yeah, getting better my, yeah, you were showing me pictures <laughs> you had a motocross crash but, um, the yeah. pictures you showed me are possibly the most gruesome thing I've ever seen yeah. that wasn't in like a film or some shit it was, yeah, it was nasty it was bad yeah but and, uh, that first picture I showed you was me at the reception of the hospital I was like yeah. taking a picture of and that one I was like man that looks bleak and then like and here's after they cleared all yeah. essentially cleared all the sh- <laughs> shit off it and it's like oh wow that's just hanging off of your hand that's, yeah. that's bad so I'll, like I said I'll always find keep busy. Some, something soon yeah keep yeah. busy so keep happy w- so where can people f- find you on Twitter and Instagram and all that what's yeah, your yeah. Uh, on Twitter I'm just Andrew Shim, yep. uh, Shim with one M, and uh, on Instagram it's the exact same thing, Andrew Shim, but with uh, one at the end. Yeah, and yeah, you, if you're interested in anything I'm interested in, or just want to know what the, what I'm doing, that's the best best place to track me down. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having us along. We, I mean, I should mention on the podcast. We'll tag it as well. We're in the suede uh, lounge bar and pizza kitchen yeah, in, uh, wicked, in Nottingham, which yeah, is amazing. It's dope. Yeah, it's a friend of mine um, called James that actually owns it, the suede bar, um, and they do some banging pizzas. I'm sure he'd yeah. cook it. James, do you know, is the kitchen open? 
I'm surprised you haven't freaking offered. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, let's wrap this up and see if we can, <laughs> I can get some pizza in. Thank you very much for chatting. No worries, Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Scrooge's Pits Discretion and Peace. There we go. How lovely is Andrew um, and how wonderful his politeness to walk away from the table to fart, which I, I, I thought that was lovely. I thought that was d- truly a delightful act. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Um, yeah, g- great to s- sit down and, and chat with that lad. And, you know, the guys who, who, who ran Suede were lovely. I met Andrew's missus, who was lovely, her daughter. You know, it was just a lovely trip to not enemy it couldn't have been nicer so thank you to everyone there um thank you to to you lot for subscribing if you enjoyed this one as i mentioned i've had paddy considine on um which you might be interested in i've had michael smiley on i've had neil neil maskell on i've had simon Pegg. there's there's been a lot of good people um and musicians i've had billy bragg you know frank turner frank carter a, a lot of good people so yeah check it out i also mentioned the killer mike podcast in this episode so check that episode out it's fantastic run the jewels um thank you for tuning in it'd be great if you could subscribe and tell your friends and spread the word we've been doing a lot of 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 unusual podcasts of late and it's been amazing that the listenership has followed you know we've had a lot of guys and girls that might not necessarily have a lot of fame um you know coming with their name but They've got amazing stories and been amazing interviews and you lot, for some weird reason, seem to have trust in me now to just kind of tune in each week and check them out regardless of if you've heard of them or not. So thank you all for doing that. Um, subscribe on iTunes, rate, r- r- review, word of mouth, tell your friends. But the most important one of them really is come again next week. We'll be here every Wednesday this has been the Distraction Pieces Podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip. You can holler at me and at Scroobius Pip Yo on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip, speechdevelopmentrecords.com. See you in a week. Bye.